Are you on the hunt for a new graduate speech pathology position in 2023? Are you looking for a supportive new grad role with supervision, professional development opportunities and admin support? Are you looking for a workplace with regular social experiences and above award remuneration? If you have answered yes to all of the above, then check out Communicate Speech Pathology's new graduate connection program. Applications are now open. Head to the link in our bio for more info. You're listening to another episode of Diary of a New Grad Speechy. We are the go-to podcast for students and new grad speechies who know a little about a lot, giving you our unprofessional but professional advice that you didn't know you needed. Hey everyone and welcome back to another episode. Today we are talking all about professional development course recommendations for all of you early career SLPs. This has been a really long awaited and highly requested episode, I would say. Yeah. We get a lot of questions on Instagram from everybody wanting to know our top tips. But before we get into today's episode, Ash, we have actually been on a mini hiatus, which feels like it has actually been ages. Yeah, yeah. I think it has. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's been a few weeks. At least, yeah. Um, so let's tell everyone why, where we've been. Where have we been? Because I don't even know. <laughs> well, to keep it real with you guys, we have actually been really busy both in our professional and personal lives. So we always promote not overdoing it and stress burning out. So unfortunately, the podcast has been kind of put on the back burner a little bit while we have navigated this busy period in our life. For me personally, just trying to do business stuff is a lot. Even though I only do three days a week, it's still a lot. And I'm just trying to get my head around that. And I have had so many social things on. Like I've been away for four days at a time for the past three or four weekends. So that's been very fun and very exciting, but also tricky to do podcast. You just got with the friends, babe. Well, no, I've only got literally you and other some a few other people, but I just um, am a yes man. <laughs> yeah, we're working on it. I love having a good time. So my bank account doesn't like it, but at least I'm having fun. <laughs> That's right. Worry about the other stuff later. Yes. What about you, Cassie? Yeah, I feel like the same. I feel like just even with our own, yeah, like you said, work, even for our diary stuff, we've been um, you know, quite a few business things happening behind the scenes there. So we do work a lot, like we work full time and then we have to do this in our own time. So yeah, it's just been really tricky trying to juggle it all. But I mean, like, it's, I think it's really important to be realistic about life and, you know, just let you know that all this stuff is getting in the way for us as well. So yeah. Yeah. But something really exciting, which you probably saw on Instagram a few weekends ago, Cassie and I actually went to Newcastle to talk at an event that a growing understanding held and that's a private practice in Newcastle. They were holding an event called Connect and Grow where we just shared our experiences and students and new grads who attended the event could also ask us questions and there was us and then there was Rebecca Ranking from Adventures in Speech Pathology and Linda who is 
one of the senior speech pathologists at A Growing Understanding. Yeah, so there were the four of us on the panel. We kind of just spoke about life as a speechy and sort of answered some questions. Then we got to meet a few of you afterwards, which was super duper fun. I had a lot of wine. (laughs) (laughs) We both had a lot of wine. (laughs) So fun. And we really loved meeting everyone. And there was a group of three who came all the way from Sydney. So that's like about a two-hour drive from memory each way. And we were just so happy that they came and made the effort to, you know, come and meet us and Rebecca and ask us questions. And it was really nice too because Cassie and I kind of picked their brains about stuff that they would like to hear. So we have made note for future episodes. So thank you guys if you are listening. Yeah, no, it was a really nice feeling to see all of you in the flesh as well. So before we get into everything else, Ash, how was your week? Have you had any flops or wins this week? I have had a win and I'm so happy. I have been doing pecs with one of my clients and she is so good at imitating. And every time I'm in a session with her, I'm just thinking about the imitation hierarchy where you're doing actions and then with toys and I've just been really trying to do that while incorporating pecs and then I've been starting to do sounds and when she passes over the pecs it's not really part of the pecs protocol but normally with the pecs protocol you have to say I want something or like give the full sentence structure but I've just been saying the one word really slowly and kind of exaggerated and she's been starting to look towards me and she's been moving her mouth. Like if I'm doing more, she'll open her mouth for the or, but she's not saying anything. Anyway, I just saw her today and she's like started copying me and I'm so happy. That's so exciting. Yeah. We were doing like, uh, you know, the pizza game and you just like put the toppings on the pizza. Yeah. And then we cut it. We started off by just she passes me the pecs to request for the toppings and then we put it on and then I've been cutting and then I practice going and she has started copying doing but today when she was passing me the pecs I was just saying pizza and she was saying pizza. Wow. That is literally amazing. I know. I'm so happy. And that was a session at home too so mum saw that. So mum was so happy with that. Super special. Oh my gosh. I can't wait to hear more about her progress. Yeah. So big win for me. What about you, Kat? I feel like, do you know what? I was like, this is the win that I'm going to take to the podcast this week. And I feel like our stories are really similar. Oh, I know. Maybe it's the week for it. I have a little ASD level three child who I think she's about three and a half. And we have not yet at the pecs level. Like I've just been really modeling some low-tech AAC picture cards. She does not tolerate hand over hand yet, which is fine. Um, and we were just doing, yeah, again, some imitation stuff. So we were, she loves putting things inside the little people bus. So we're putting them in and then we're taking them for a drive and then we're giving them something to eat. And she was again, copying the same. She was like, oh, I've never heard her copy anything, like not even copying action. So she was copying like absolutely everything in our session. And then we were playing with like those poppet toys and I was just saying pop, pop, pop. And then you could hear her go pop, pop, pop. And I was like, what? This is so exciting. Um, Yeah, so really nice. Again, it kind of just feels like a big leap for her. Yeah. Yay. I can't believe we had similar wins. That's so funny. (laughs) Wins. (laughs) 
twinnies. We are just such good speech pathologists. Oh my God. (laughs) I actually, before we get started, I want to see, I've seen this thing on TikTok and I I did it. And then I got my boyfriend to do it the other day and I want to see if you can do it. So it's a tongue twister. Oh my God. And I was like, of course I could do it. I'm a speech pathologist. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I'm going to type the word because I obviously can't say because I'm going to give it away. I'm going to type the word into our script and then I want you to say it. All right. Apparently it's the hardest tongue twister ever. It's not supercalifragilisticexpialidocious because apparently in primary school that was the hardest tongue twister. Definitely not. How much would a woodchuck chuck for woodchuck or chuck wood? Betty Blossom Butter bought the butter was too bitter so Betty Blossom Butter Butter put the better butter in the bitter butter and that made the bitter butter better. Get out. Is that it? No, oh. I've never heard that in my whole life. You've never heard Betty Blossom Butter. That's my dad's favorite competition because I can't beat dad to every holiday we have. We sit around the table for half an hour just trying to be faster than each other. Stop it. You were pretty fast. That's not even, that was just my warm up, girl. <laughs> oh, I'm dead. All right. Okay, type it. I'm nervous. Oh, this one. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Do I say it fast or do I? Yeah, obviously. Irish wrist watch. No, you have to say it faster. Oh. <laughs> Irish wrist watch. Irish wrist watch. Irish wrist watch. Irish wrist watch. You're actually pretty good at it. I would you say I'm pretty bad. Yeah. But- Irish wrist watch. Sorry, say that again. Irish wristwatch, Irish wristwatch, Irish wristwatch. <laughs> okay, but let's take the written word away and try it. Irish wristwatch, Irish wristwatch, Irish wristwatch, Irish wristwatch. I reckon it's harder. It's so Irish wristwatch, Irish watch. <laughs> <laughs> I can't deal with you. You look really aggressive when you do <laughs> I know. My whole body tenses up. What's my heart rate at? Oh, yeah, what is my heart rate at? Mine's at 77. I'm not saying mine. 83. (laughs) I have worked out today, so. (laughs) Mm, You're so chill. Okay, well, that's hard. Uh, But I feel like if you're reading the written word, it kind of prompts you a little bit more, but trying to say Mm. it normally is hard. Mm. Yeah, well, I like that game. Come back with another one next week. I'll do it. All right, I will. Okay. Okay, let's move on. So as we mentioned in the intro, we are discussing good professional development courses for our early career SLPs or all of you who are in your final years of study and you're looking forward to the year ahead and going to think about some PDs that you want to do. Let's just say professional development courses have changed a lot since COVID. I mean, what really hasn't? Everything has. I don't know if it's for better or for worse, to be honest, but we sound so old saying this. Back in the day, (laughs) professional development courses used to be like a mini work break. And I say, you know, break in inverted commas because usually it's not a leisurely holiday or break. Your brain is still working and a lot. You are very tired. But it's just, you know, it can be a fun little time away. Maybe you get to go to the city. You definitely get to meet new people, which is fun chatting to everyone. Sometimes, you know, you stay in a hotel with other work colleagues and it just feels like a nice change for a few days. You usually get to have some good snacks 
and you get to take away books and have a heap of new material when you attend a course in person, which is so fun. But since COVID, things have obviously gone mostly online, Mm. which is hard. I, well, we didn't do university online and I think if I did have to do it, I wouldn't be where I am today. (laughs) (laughs) No, me either. I don't think I would even still be a student. I wouldn't be a student because I would have just not continued. Yeah, I would not have stuck through that. If I have to do anything learning online, I am the worst at like attending. I have the worst attention. Yeah, 100%. Everyone on Instagram has been seeing how hard it is for me to even get my admin done. Let alone you think I'm going to sit at a computer for two hours and do a lecture when you don't even know if I'm there or not. No way, Dolph. I don't know how they mark attendance on that, seriously. No way. So now PD courses are all online and that is really challenging and really hard. I did SOS online last year and that was the worst four days of my life. (laughs) (laughs) Not because... (laughs) Not saying that's not a reflection on the SOS course at all. It was really informative, really awesome. I did like it. But being online, staring at a computer, it was a long day. It was like 7 a.m. till 4 p.m. just at a computer sitting at a desk. I had the therapy ball. I was bouncing up and down. I was like pacing laps doing stuff. It was hard. So anyway. I feel like I, I feel like they didn't take that into account when they were like, oh, we'll just move everything online. You know, eight hours that we did in person, just chuck it online. It's all good. Like no, no. consideration there. No. I did the Han and Target Word course online at the end of 2021. And at the time it was, I think three or four days long, I think. And, um, I had played netball on Monday night and thought that I'd broken my wrist. So I had the course for the rest of the week, Tuesday to Friday. Sweet. I was like, great. I don't have to go to work. Didn't realize that I could only access the course by typing. Like I had to type all my notes, obviously. And I, I had my arm up like on my shoulder and I couldn't use my right arm to type. This is when you was, did break your wrist. Hey, it was broken. Yeah, yeah, it was broken. But because I didn't know it was broken at the time, I was like doing this course with like one arm trying to type all these notes. I was exhausted. And then they obviously have to mark attendance at these courses. So I had to, when I found out it was broken, it was like during the day, during the course. And I was like, oh, damn it. And they were like, oh, you've got to go to the hospital and get it in a plaster of Paris, like a cast. And I was like, sweet, no worries. Like if I was at work, I would have totally been able to go home anyway. And so I texted, I'd emailed the like directors of this course. And obviously it's really hard because they're over in the States. So the time difference is different. And I emailed them and I was like, hey, um, I need to go to the hospital to get a cast on my wrist. Like it's fractured. I'm, I can only obviously go now because the sooner I get it, like it's broken. <laughs> Enough said. And they were like, oh, sorry, like we need 100% attendance (gasps) online. And I was like, are you serious? Like I have a broken bone and I can't access this course. And they were like, yeah, sorry, not our problem. Wow. So So I I had to wait until the course was finished and then I I went to the hospital to get the cast after that. I had no idea that you waited. I thought you got it like at nighttime or something. No. Oh, my God. It was so bad. And then the next day in the course, I had my arm in a cast, obviously. And the lady who was running the course was like, oh my God, Cass, like you got your arm in a cast. Like, has it always been like that? And I was like, 
no, like it actually was broken. Like I told you guys this yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't obviously believe me. No, I did tell you that I needed to get a cast yesterday because it was broken. Mm. So that was my experience with online learning. That's so hard. And do you know what? When we were doing a little research for um, PDs just to get the prices and stuff for you guys that we're going to tell you in the rest of the episode, all courses now are online. And I don't think it's because of COVID. We're all living with COVID. COVID Mm. is just a thing now. I think they're doing it because they realize that they can make all this money and run a course and it not be cost effective. Like they don't have to pay a presenter to travel to Australia, flights, accommodation, hiring a space to have the PD. Like everything is online now. We've had a few messages from you guys asking about Hannon. We'll talk about next, but we did Hannon in person and I feel like you need to do it in person. Totally. You really do because it's so much discussion. It's so much like practicing. You do little like mock situations. I, yeah, like I said, I don't know if it's for better or for worse. I think it's a little bit of a selfish decision if that's the case, if it's all about money, in my opinion. Well, I've got no basis to go off or evidence, but I just feel like, you know, everything's back to normal. There's no more lockdowns. Everyone's internationally traveling. There's no reason, but every single PD is only online still. Yeah, it's an interesting discussion for sure. Stay tuned, I guess, for what's going to happen in the future with PD courses. Mm. So looking at professional development in your early career can obviously look different depending on where you work. We today are going to be discussing courses for those of you working in pediatrics because we haven't worked much in adults. So we don't feel it would be a very good discussion (laughs) as we would have no clue what is helpful or a desirable course for a new graduate to complete. No idea. Apologies to everyone working in adults. So you probably want to just turn it off now unless you're working in a mixed case load but maybe we could get some ex- uh, someone else to come onto the podcast to do an episode about adult PDs in the future if that's something that you guys would be interested in. Again these recommendations that we are going to be discussing are going to be dependent on your caseload and the age of clients that you see. Some workplaces will have set professional development courses that they put you through as some workplaces might market themselves on having all clinicians trained in the same thing for consistency. So definitely look out for that when you're applying for jobs because that's always a nice little bonus for working there. Another thing to look for is the PD budget as this is also very dependent on workplaces and there's no set protocol for what a business has to give you. Most of the big, big PD courses that we are recommending are over the $1,000 budget. So just take that into consideration when you're wanting to do a, a PD. But I guess a positive to everything being online is that you don't have to get a hotel, flights, travel. You can literally just work from bed. So I guess that's a positive. Yeah, right. very, very true. All right, well, let's get into it. Cass, what's the first PD that you could recommend? So in no particular order, this one's coming up first. It is one of my faves, Um, would be the Hannon It Takes Two to Talk course. This course is completed by the Hannon Center, which is located in Canada in the States. I did this course back in 2017 when I'd graduated uni, but I did it like before I started work. Um, So I was going into work already having some strategies up my sleeve, which I found super helpful. When did you do it, Ash? I did it 
at the start of my first year. I think I started working in January and I did it in May. So yeah. Early. Yeah, nice. The Hannah It Takes You to Talk course is, I would say, perfect for those of you working in early intervention, specifically with children who are late talkers or children with delayed language. I also found the resources and the material extremely beneficial when you are working with parents of children with delayed language. I just think it gives you lots of really great reading material. It's all in parent-friendly language and you can actually copy those materials and give it to the families, which is amazing. Yeah, so good. I just want to quickly clarify, Cass, before we continue. The Hannon, it takes two to talk and the other one that we're going to be talking about more than words. That is like a parent program that is run in like a group setting. So you're trained to administer the parent program to however many parents are in the program. It's not really designed, I'm going to do in quotation marks, like one-on-one therapy. If you're talking about the true, like it takes two to talk program. We have had a few messages asking if they can like administer Hannon if another colleague has gone to Hannon, but then they do like an in-house PD just to talk about what Hannon is. (laughs) But Hannon is just language facilitation strategies all bundled up in a program that you run. So you can do language facilitation strategies without doing Hannon, but Hannon's just the program that they created based on that. Does that make sense, Cass? Yeah, it does make sense. That's actually a really important point to make because once you are trained in like it takes two, then you can run the course for parents. Yes. Mm. But in saying that, I've never, I'm Hannon trained, but I've never run the course, but I use Hannon every day in my one-to-one sessions. And it's really nice just to give you background information on those language facilitation strategies and why you would use them and how you kind of use them. Yeah, definitely. Yep. So I'm running a Hannah It Takes Her Talk parent program at the moment and the strategies that we get given as therapists, the parents are being given. So you're basically just running the parents through the language facilitation strategies that you mentioned. This information is taken directly from the Hannon website. The course costs $995, Australian dollars that is, and all of the courses for the remainder of 2022, no surprise there, are online. You also receive up to 21 and a half PD hours to go towards your continuing professional development as a speech pathologist in Australia or 2.15 ASHA CEUs. The course runs for eight hours per day over three days. Now the ones running online for the rest of the year are run over in the States. So this is also difficult, meaning that the times for Australians aren't amazing. I looked at one in November, which said it ran... (laughs) It ran from 1 a.m. to 9 a.m. So um, keep that in mind when you're signing up. Yeah, there's no way I'm getting out of bed at 12 a.m. to do a course. No, no, that's not happening. Another thing to keep in mind that usually the courses are really highly sought after, so they book out really quickly. If the course is full online, you can sign up to be on the waiting list for an opening or you can email them to have your name at the top of the list to be notified if another course opens up in the future, which has happened to lots of people I know. Yeah, it's really important to keep in mind. I think as well with things being online, it means that more people can access them, so I do think they are booking out quickly. So I definitely recommend like if you're going into your grad year or if Hannon's on your list of PDs 
to do. And maybe after this episode, obviously we've recommended it. Um, So just like have a look for what's in the future. When I looked online, there were no courses for 2023 out yet, but you can actually send them an email and figure out what dates they're coming out. Yeah, good. Another Hannon course, which is very highly regarded and informative if you're working with clients in the early ASD or social communication areas is the Hannon More Than Words course. I haven't done the course yet, but I used to use it every day at the kindy that I used to work at. The first few strategies between More Than Words and It Takes Two to Talk are very similar, but then as you get along in the content, they can become very different. So it is good to know which strategies you're going to use for just a late talker or a child with ASD. And it's really nice to have that information for both of the courses so you can make that informed decision. Having done It Takes Two to Talk and working with children with the Samoa the social communication differences, I found benefit in reading through the More Than Words book for more information as I do feel like It Takes Two to Talk doesn't fully cover that. However, with my knowledge of the previous Hannon strategies, I do find it easier to understand and implement the More Than Words strategies than maybe if I hadn't done the course initially. Yeah, I definitely have this question a lot from um, girls that I supervise or colleagues at work who have maybe done more than words, but not it takes two. And so we're having discussions on like, oh, what's the difference between the two? Or, um, you know, then we're sort of like going between and asking each other strategies of both. So there's definitely similarities, but I, I still want to do more than words. Oh, yeah. I was looking it up to try and do it sometime this year, but I think I'm going to have to wait till next year. Yeah. Well, looking on the Hannon website, the courses for the remainder of 2022 are all I think online from 10 p.m. till 6 a.m. Spend time again, amazing, and they're all full. I don't know if by Aussie SLPs or not, but yeah, I doubt it. No one's going to want to do an all-nighter. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. The More Than Words course is also three days long, and it's eight hours a day, but it's actually equivalent to 22 hours of PD or 2.2 ASHA CEUs, so a little more than that it takes two to talk schedule for some reason. It is also 995 Australian dollars. And I want to mention that when you do a Hannon course, you actually need to be a Hannon member, which I actually had no idea about. Mm. So it's kind of similar to a spa membership where you need to renew your membership yearly and it's about 75 Australian dollars. Mm. And you have to be a Hannon member to run a parent program. So I wasn't a Hannon member for like four years. And then I went to run, I've run two Hannah programs so far and I went to run one last year and I was like, I'm not a Hannah member. Yeah. So I had to re-sign up again. Yes. I haven't renewed my membership. It's been a few years. You do get a discount if you renew it yearly just for, you know, extra motivation to continue it. You do get the latest research and some member benefits, but that is important. If you are going to run the parent program, you do need to be a member and you don't want to get in trouble. Okay. So the next one, <laughs> <laughs> I'd, the next one I'd recommend, particularly if you're working with a literacy school age caseload, which you know, if you've listened to lots of episodes is not my forte, but <laughs> this PD course really just helps me understand and solidify that knowledge. And that is sounds right. Synthetic phonics literacy course. This is a literacy program developed in the UK and is highly regarded in some Australian schools and within the SLP field. 
And I think a lot more schools are coming on board with the Sounds Right program, which is awesome. Yeah, it's really, really good. From my understanding, literacy in Australian schools still has a long way to go because there are so many different approaches that schools use. And I know that you have to really understand that when you're starting literacy because if you're starting the Sounds Right but they're doing a completely different approach, that can just be so confusing. So confusing. I was a little afraid of literacy, as I mentioned before, before doing the program. However, after I did it, I actually enjoyed it to a certain extent, <laughs> supporting children in this area. <laughs> Cassie it's likes right it. Don't. It's, all, it's okay if you don't. <laughs> Cassie likes it a little bit more than me. It's a great program, so maybe you can talk the rest about it. Yeah, I agree. Like I was scared of literacy, I think, because there's just so many different ways that you can approach it. Did the course. The course was wonderful. It was so good. Really, really full on. Like it goes for four days all day, I think. I think mine was like 9 till 3.30. So it's like super full on, lots of content. But yeah, doing it, it makes me feel so much more confident with those kids. And I think you can see because you're seeing the improvements in them, like you're really motivated to, to keep doing it. Definitely. So the course cost when I did it was 845 Australian dollars, but I'm not sure what it is now because they don't have their prices online. Hmm. I think it would be about that price. Yeah, which is pretty good for four days. Um, And the course I did was actually in person and I've had a look at their upcoming courses and in Australia, it looks like most of them are in person too, which is amazing. Finally. Yeah. When I did this Sounds Right course, it was actually online, but it was self-paced learning. So there was two other girls that I did it with and we both, we all took different days off together. So we did one Tuesday, one week, a Wednesday, the other week, a Thursday, the other week, just so clients didn't miss out too much. And we just sat together in the room for the day and just smashed through the content. And then we had to like upload videos and show our learning and stuff. It was actually really good doing it like that. Awesome. It's good to see the other the other side of it as well because, yeah, in person it was very um, hands-on. You all had to do sort of like mock situations again, same as Hannon. Mm. So there you go. Hmm. There you go. Yeah. So definitely look at that one if literacy is an area that you are wanting to get a PD in. Just when you do that course as well, it, you actually do get like the full folder of resources. So when you go to plan your sessions, especially as a new grad or an early career speech pathologist, um, you don't actually have to plan that much because you literally just open up the book, you figure out what unit you're at and you can pretty much run a session with all of their materials. So I found that really easy mm. starting up. So good for planning. All right, the next one. If you're working with speech clients, particularly in the areas of motor speech or CAS, definitely the DTTC course by Dr. Edith Strand, which we have discussed before on an episode about childhood apraxia of speech. And this course is free, which is amazing. And it is available online in different modules. So in the episode that we did with Amy Graham, she mentioned that she had a list of PDs that you can do on her website. The link to this DTTC course is on her website. So go over and have a look because when I did this little course, it was on YouTube, but now they've taken it off YouTube and you have to go through the Mayo Clinic. It's still free, but I think you just have to register and all of that, but I'm not too sure. But Amy Graham said in her 
interview that she's got all the links on her website. So definitely go and check it out. But pretty much it stands for dynamic, tactile and temporal cueing. And it's a really systematic way of how to treat childhood apraxia of speech or motor speech um, and really nice cueing. And I have done it a lot with clients and it just changes everything. I still need to do it. I registered on the Mayo Clinic. I've opened it up. It's just the time in my day. I'm like, ah, it is on my list. I'm really excited. So there is six videos and they do go for about an hour long. Yeah. But I really like about it is she has examples of her doing the therapy, which is really nice. They are like older videos, but I always, when I was at uni, needed physical demonstrations from a client, not a mock client. So it's really nice actually having a child presenting the way that she's saying and then showing the progress of therapy. So I would highly recommend that. Mm, something I really wish I did in my early career, I obviously can still do it, but I think just like the clients that I've seen, I think it just would have helped make sense of everything that you learn at uni. Especially if you think about children with childhood apraxia of speech, they can imitate you with more success rather than coming up with the motor plan themselves. So it really talks about that and gives you ways that you can start fading out your cueing. So then they're motor plan and verbal productions come more independent rather than relying on that saying it in unison. Does that make sense? Yeah, 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 it does. I've never thought about it like that. Yeah. Yeah, go do it, Cass. (laughs) Just add it into my schedule. (laughs) Another good one that I've spoken about, which you're probably waiting for, it's great for motor speech and articulation, which is prompt. Okay, PROMP stands for Prompts for Restructuring Oral Muscular Phonetic Targets. It is a multi-dimensional approach to speech production disorders that embraces the physical and sensory aspects of motor performance. It includes cognitive, linguistic, and social emotional elements of learning as well. And it can be applied to all speech production disorders from approximately six months of age and onwards to adults. At my previous job, we had a mentor who was so knowledgeable in the area of prompt and she would use the prompt framework for everything. It's like, you know, what are the circles called where it's a circle and then a circle and then it meets and then another circle? What are those circles called? Is it a Venn diagram? Yeah. So it's a Venn diagram and she would always relate back to that program for everything. And I just thought, oh, it's not just speech but it's really looking at the client in like a holistic what else is going on approach which is awesome so looking at their website there is a face-to-face course coming up in Sydney the course itself goes for three days from 9 to 4 30 and it's about 750 US which is about 1100 Australian dollars there are prompt courses that you can do online but I would recommend waiting until there is a face-to-face one because you have to you prompt so much it's such a hands-on in-depth course that you want to feel the way that the presenter is prompting on your face because they come around and do the prompts so then you can feel how hard you have to do it the way that your hands move you have to be really specific with using your fingertips and not your whole fingers Mm. because you've got to use your fingertips to get the right area so do it 
face-to-face. That's my recommendation. That's a good recommendation. I actually thought about doing this one in Sydney. It's like in October and there was still some space left. And I was like, oh, it's not that expensive. Like I could just do it. And then I was like, "Mm, I'm moving overseas. It's probably like $2,000 that I probably need to take with me. So yeah, yeah, it's definitely on my list to do. Again, I wish I did it in like my early career because I feel like that's knowledge that I'm really missing. You'll just have to do it when you get back. Yeah. I was looking, so there's further courses that you can do. And I was looking at doing the bridging course um, at the end of this year, but we'll see if I get around to doing it. So you just did the introduction to prompt? Yeah. So you have to do the introduction and then there's a bridging and then there's another course after that. So another motor speech one that we would definitely recommend to give you some more information about motor speech and speech sound disorders is the Nuffield Dyspraxia Program. This is a therapy approach that is suitable for children with motor speech-like qualities. So all of those things that we spoke about in our CAS episode, so difficulties producing single consonants or vowels, have difficulty sequencing, inconsistencies, omissions, substitutions, and some of those prosodic errors. So after completing the course, you get access to all of the therapy materials and the assessment that you can use then with children with suspected CAS or motor speech impairments. Looking at their courses online, so you've got the option of doing online modules at your own pace or you can do this scheduled online course. So they actually don't offer them in person from what I could see. And the options for the course are doing all four modules that run over four days and they're about three hours each module. So all up, what's that, about 12 hours? And it's $170 Australian for two modules. So if you've got to do the four to give you the entire course, it's about $340 Australian dollars. And then you need to purchase the hard copy materials, which is about $60 extra. So all up, it's about $400. Which is a pretty reasonable PD. Yeah, I think so. I, again, haven't done the course itself, but I've done my own learning on Nuffield. Um, We had the folder at my work. So I went through literally the whole folder and um, I really want to do the formal course, obviously, to get that information, but it is so helpful and I love using it with the kids. Maybe we should do the course together. Yeah. Especially if it's online. Yeah. Yeah. We just need to find a time doll. (laughs) Okay. So the next recommendation is only if you're working specifically in the areas of pediatric feeding, and you'll probably know this more once you sort of start getting into your job, um, because feeding is obviously a pretty niche area of practice, but you definitely need to do extra training in this field as uni only really gives you the basics of feeding, if that, (laughs) if you're lucky. (laughs) So we would definitely recommend looking at the Queensland Children's Health website where you can access the Pediatric Feeding Novice course. It's available to complete fully online and it goes for about eight hours, but you do it at like a self-paced rate. Mm -hmm. It takes you through just the basics of, you know, infant feeding development, collecting information, taking a case history, how to do the assessment, um, and then just like really general management tips. There are four levels that you can do. So there's the novice course, then there's foundation, intermediate and advanced. So really good to think about if you are interested and working in the areas of feeding and it's free, which we love. Oh, (laughs) yeah. It's free. Yes, a good one to start there. Okay, this one I really want to do but haven't gotten around to doing it yet and that is the DIR floor time. 
when I was looking last year or the year before, they were still providing training in person, which is awesome. But I did go and have a look now and it is only online and it is like the Hannon where it's at stupid times for Aussies. Mm. They are like doing courses that are like Asian Pacific time but I don't think there's any for the rest of this year. So that's a bit tricky. But I'm going to read the description of the course that's on the website. DIR is the Developmental Individual Differences and Relationship-Based Model. DIR provides a foundational framework for understanding human development and how each person individually perceives and interacts with the world differently. It outlines the critical role social emotional development has on overall human development starting at birth and continuing through the lifespan. The model highlights the power of relationships and emotional connections to fuel development. Through a deep understanding of the D and the I, we can, pause of the D. we can use the R to promote healthy development and to help children to help everyone reach their fullest potential. This course is most commonly used to support children with autism. So in short, it's a really play-based approach that supports an individual to increase their social and emotional development and the impact that it has on the overall development. There are different levels that you can achieve. So the first course that you have to do, everyone can take, which is really cool. However, if you want to complete further training, which I'm pretty sure you do because I do know one of my previous colleagues who's done it and she said the first one's really basic and then you should really do the other ones to learn it in depth. Yeah, I've heard that as well. Yeah, you do have to have a degree and lucky enough, speech pathology is one of them. So if you are interested in this course, you can find out more information from the website. The website is I cdl.com and the courses start at $300. You can also get it on the Stanley Greenspan Ooh. website. I'm pretty sure it's Stanley Greenspan. They are an affiliate of the DIR full time who also run the courses as well because when I was looking to do it this year I couldn't commit to the times as well and I looked on the Greenspan website and they didn't have any yet. So we'll also link that as well. I don't know how much theirs is though. Okay, that's good to know. Just off DIR floor time, if you're looking at like therapy approaches, if you think about therapy on like a continuum, DIR floor time in Hannon is really focused on relationship-based approaches, building up that interaction, the relationship, the connection. Whereas if you look at the other end and you think about like ABA, it's really just structured. You do something, you get a reward. PEX kind of sits along the line. So I really like DIR floor time because it's really about that connection, the play, the interaction, and I'm really looking forward to doing it whenever I can. Yeah. So the clients that we'd probably recommend, you know, if you've got these kind of clients on your caseload and you're thinking, oh, is DIR floor time appropriate or who could I do DIR floor time with, it's definitely more of those um sort of more severe autistic children. So you're thinking, oh, you're more like level three children Um, or even children. I've used it before in the past with like a trauma background, children who have a diagnosis of Down syndrome. So more of those children where you're working on, as Ash said before, interaction and attention and play, those children really benefit as well from those strategies. Yeah. Anyone else, Ash? 
no, not that I'm aware of yet because I haven't done it, but I think. Yeah, true. So lastly, to get into an AAC PD, when considering AAC, it is probably best to think about what you can apply across the board. Given there are so many PDs for this area, it is handy to complete all of them, which is hard, but so you can really support each individual client. However, because we are looking from a starting point of view, I could recommend doing the pod workshop or PECS. For PECS, the definition of, of PECS is Picture Exchange Communication System. And this is an intensive two-day interactive training and is designed to teach educational teams and parents the theory and protocol behind the Picture Exchange Communication System. It's an evidence-based practice. So pretty much the PECS protocol teaches individuals to communicate via exchanging of pictures. And there's different levels that you can do. So there's like training level one, level two, level three, and then it goes up to a course for transitioning from PECS to like a speech generating devices, which I think would be pretty interesting. And there's also levels that the child can work up, level one, two, three, four, five, six, I think, six levels. I really liked the PECS workshop and I do use PECS a lot with different clients. Now, Cass, there is some controversy around the PECS protocol. So can you give everyone a little rundown of what you've read online at the moment? Yeah. So I have also done the PECS training. I think I did it in 2019 or 2020. Really loved the course. It was like my first AAC formal course that I'd completed. And I think it gave me a really good understanding of like the benefits of AAC and responding to behavior and things like that. I have recently been reading a lot online, a lot of forums, a lot of speech pathology discussions and listening to a lot of podcasts around neurodivergent practice with kids who are on the autism spectrum and obviously, as we mentioned before, the ABA approach. So PECS kind of does fall, as you mentioned before, Ash, into that like ABA approach because essentially what PECS is, is it's like the child has to do something to sort of get that immediate reward. And that's what ABA kind of is. PECS is not that structured, obviously, as we mentioned, but I think there's some controversy around it because people do see it as, you know, the child has to do something to sort of get that reward. So people are seeing it as ABA Mm. like, I should say, ABA like. And the other controversy that's sort of coming out around it is, you know, is PECS a functional way to communicate because it kind of just creates that I want phrase. It can be a little bit structured. Um, So I think just sort of use your own judgment on this and talk to people around it, figure out whether it's best for your clients or if there's something else that's better for them. I don't think, you know, we should just be like boycotting an approach if a child's responding well to it and vice versa. I don't think we should use something if it's not right. I think just use your own judgment, talk to people and do your own research about it is what I would say on that. Yeah. I understand both sides of the argument where it's too ABA-like, a child has to do something. But then I really do see the benefits of PECS. And you do, like as a therapist, it's our job to find the right therapy approach for each child. So some of my clients, like I mentioned before in my win, I've been doing PECS and she has responded so well that now she's beginning to do some more verbal productions 
my plan for her is not to stay on PECS, but it is to eventually transition and then I'm going to do language facilitation strategies and hopefully get her more towards the Hannon stuff. So I can see both ends of the argument and it's really hard sitting in the middle, but it is, you are right to say, Cass, you know, use your own clinical judgment and just PECS isn't right for every child. I agree. Yeah, I I feel the exact same as you. I sit right in the middle as well. I have had people I've worked with in the past who've been like, oh my goodness, why are you using PECS? We absolutely do not have, you know, a PECS book here. Why would we support that? And I'm like, oh, well, I mean, every child's so different. I think it's definitely worth a shot, particularly if they've got no communication at all. Mm -hmm. How can you say that a child has no right to communicate. So I think I definitely feel the same as you in terms of sitting in the middle with it. Well, I'm sure it's a watch this space on more discussion around that approach. But the next PD is the POD workshop and the POD stands for Pragmatic Organisational Dynamic Display. Yes. Thanks, Cass. If anyone's seen a POD book, it is a massive laminated thick book of just so many visuals and when I first saw this book it was overwhelming Mm, it's so overwhelming but when you actually learn how to use it it's so easy (laughs) so pod so this workshop will assist participants to understand the theory and practice related to the pod communication system and it will provide information about the evidence base for aided language stimulation a strategy to assist language learning for individuals who use augmentative and alternative communication. The workshop provides theory, video-based examples and supported practice so participants can develop their confidence in understanding and using the pod communication system. Yeah, I think it would be a really great workshop to do. A lot of the girls who I used to work with did the pod workshop and said it was amazing. So that is also on my to-do list because I feel like every time I've been presented with an AAC client, I am like, okay, hands off, I have no clue. So I think it's really good. It would be really good to encompass that learning about AAC to be able to incorporate. For sure. With your clients. And both of these PDs like PECS and POD just give you the foundational skills to begin working with clients who require AAC. And it also gives you the confidence that you know what you're talking about and what you're doing is correct. Well, obviously without that um, PECS controversy, but correct with the right client. Yeah. Now for pricing for PECS, it starts at $590 and POD is also actually the same, $590. Wow. There you go. I swear when I did PECS, it was way more expensive than that. Well, it's online. (laughs) Yeah. They obviously overcharged me. So I guess that just gives a little rundown into our recommendations for professional development courses in your early career as a speech pathologist if you are working with a pediatric caseload. Now, obviously, there are lots of professional development courses out there, so you don't have to do these ones. But if we think about, you know, a lot of those typical presentations that we might see in our early career, you definitely would be seeing some of these clients who would benefit from some extra training in this area. So yeah, those are our recommendations. Yes. And just quickly, always look on the SPA website because they always have so many really awesome PDs for a few hours or one day that are presented from lots of researchers I had a look on the website the other day and I found heaps that I wanted to do and there's a speech sound disorders one that I thought would be awesome. So definitely these are the big courses to do, but don't forget to look at the SPA website to just 
do those mini courses if you want something um, while you're waiting for the big courses. Well, thanks everyone for listening and we will chat to you next week. Woo. Ciao, ciao. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode. If you'd like to stay up to date with us, then please give us a follow on Instagram and Facebook at Diary of a New Grad Speechy. And don't forget to subscribe and leave a review below. Thanks so much. See you next week.